Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on. Talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on. From the NFL to the NBA. MLB and college hoops do it all day. College football, we know who's number one. Understand, on the phones, you know we get it done. So call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Talking sports, uh, yes we do. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay Today, and I'm Ray, tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and we are hyped up to talk some sports with you on Monday, July 11th. Give us a call, 718-664-9098, like always, rayandtaytoday.com, rayandtaytoday at gmail.com. We're all over social media. The big news of the day well, we'll talk about that, but we got a guest joining us, John Spider Sally from Brooklyn, Georgia Tech, Canarsie High School, NBA, four-time NBA champion, will be joining the show. Let's get into the Tim Duncan stuff, and I think we might be having our guest right now, because Big Timmy retired, and we want to see what Mr. Sally thinks about it, with a bunch of other things. John, are you... Are you on the show, Ray and Tay? Welcome. I am on the show, man. I love the the technology. I just had <laughs> to, I just had the robot said unmuted, unmuted. It, it really <laughs> said, "Speak, Negro, speak now." <laughs> Basically, <laughs> right? Brooklyn, Keep it real. Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn in the house. Brooklyn, stand up. What up? Yeah, man. Tim Duncan, so smooth. So make sure you know. You know, you know, you slick when you're in another country, and you just like, yeah, I'm gonna retire. You gonna, yeah, Kobe did that whole go around. I don't need to do that. We didn't need a celebration <laughs> when I got signed. Uh, I got my money. I own half the island now. Yeah, I'm over here. No, exactly, right, and that's exa- that's exactly where I want to start with you. But let me ask you, right? Everyone, you know, and we'll get into other people's legacies, but just focusing on Tim, people will debate, you know, Barkley says, oh, he's the greatest power forward ever. Some people say, but he only played power forward for eight or nine years and then ten years at center. Whatever it is, one, is he a top ten player? And two, I mean, five rings and the way that he was so gracious to, you know, take less money, the Popovich, the Spurs way, the system. How do you view Timmy in, in the pantheon of, like, the top ten and best forward or fifth best center? Where, where do you put him, John? Oh, you know what's funny? Um, <laughs> in his time, in his time. So I don't, I don't believe in – I, I kind of cost myself a job on ESPN some time back when I said Michael Jordan wasn't the greatest ever, and then he wasn't in my top five, and everybody was right. like, Michael Jordan, not in John Sally's top five. Like, it made a difference. <laughs> it don't make a difference. It's my top five. And then Dr. J came in and said, right, my top five are my heroes, not yours. So Michael Jordan's not one of my heroes. So I just say that, you know, he's he's one of my friends. So I would never do it the way everybody else. So I'm not going to say the best ever. In his time, nobody was better than Tim at that position. Look, in his time, he got to the pinnacle, proved, did his points, was reliable, was clutch, was big as he was, he made the other part of the Twin Towers. He lived with, I mean, think about this. This sounds crazy, right? 
he, however his lifestyle may be, he was with two very strong Christian guys in David Robinson and 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 uh, Avery. So that yeah, team, the beginning of his and, career and, for sure. Yeah, man, and that team was even when they left it. Think about it: the, the diversity on the team with ethnicity. So you yeah. had guys who had to have interpreters. So you know, just to play in that situation and being in Mexico, damn near, but in San Antonio, being like in in Texas <laughs> and being from St. Croix. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. no, it's a big he had a it's lot. A big he had a lot of things thrown at him. On top of the fact that he had great fundamentals and he played within himself. And I mean, I I saw his face when they lost to the Miami Heat. No one kept saying, Oh my God, how could Tim Duncan and they got, they wanted them to lose every, everybody, everybody wanted LeBron to win, but they forgot that Tim Duncan was on the other side of that loss. And I saw his face and I saw the anger in his face and I saw, I saw them. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. What do you mean? There's no tomorrow. Okay. We'll see you next season. We're back here tomorrow. And I saw him do that. So, you know, I've yeah. seen a lot of things in this kid. He's one of my favorite players. I love that he's a superstar without opening his mouth. That's, hey, John, let me and that says you, a lot. Let me give you some love because you shared this distinction with Tim Duncan. I don't know if you know this, but you I'm and tall Tim and sexy? Duncan. What? Did, did you say <laughs> I was too? tall and sexy? That too, that too. That's for the ladies. That's for the ladies to talk about. <laughs> but uh, you and Timmy are the only two people that had the privilege of playing in multi in three decades and winning championships in three decades. So you got I yours know. with the Pistons, the Bulls, and the Lakers. He obviously did all of his with San Antonio in a 19-year career. So how great was it right. being John Stalley? Playing eleven seasons in the NBA. I did it in twelve years. You know, now, 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 now that you know there's somebody else that's done it, you have to start distinguishing. Well, I, you know, I did it in twelve years. It took him nineteen. You know, people say <laughs> the dumbest things. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but people it's great though. It, it, it's, it like, talks like about longevity. People, oh yeah, man. I, and listen, I wish I could have played nineteen years. I wish and had the career Tim Duncan had. I, I love my career. I love my life. But Tim Duncan had a great basketball career. I mean, yeah. you know, he, hey. he's done a lot of things, man. And still, oh, yeah. like right now, it's probably sitting on the beach, not listening to any of us. <laughs> exactly, right? Just relaxing with the island swimming, breeze. Swimming, You know, he's a swimmer. Swimming. He's probably swimming yeah. around the island. Yeah, man, he swam so, back, man. I heard he got in down there to Cape Canaveral <laughs> and swam all the way to <laughs> That'd be funny. Hey, John, I want to go back to the beginning. You know, definitely we know Brooklyn and Canarsie High School, but I want to go to the Brooklyn kid going down to Atlanta, to Georgia Tech, and I want your sort of perspective on not just Bobby Kremens, the coach and the man, but also the recruiter. And you know how people talk about, oh, the Carolina kids, and they all come back and play in the Duke kids. Do you ever get with or talk to the I mean, there's a lot of NBA players from Georgia Tech, from the Yellow Jackets, Ramblin' Wreck days, you and Mark Price and, and, and Joseph and, and, you know, Dwayne Farrell, all the way up to Marbury and Bosch and Travis Best, Harpering. I mean, there's so many guys. Just break down Georgia Tech, Bobby Kremens, and just the Tech family for us. You, you just left out the world champion, Iman. 
Oh, no, I don't want to leave, leave out yep. Amon. No, no, Marbury, Amon, all of them. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. You guys got – there's just, a lot of you. Another, another one of us Georgia Tech graduates got a NBA championship ring. I just thought no, I'd no, throw that No, no, mad props. Mad props, definitely mad Dennis props. Dennis Scott, <laughs> the list keeps going on and on. Bruce Dalrymple, you got a whole bunch of uh, – yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you got good people. Yeah, uh, let me Scott. tell you. But, yeah, I, I was. Uh, I love I, – I couldn't wait to get on this show. Let me tell you. I, I've been <laughs> – turned over and I was like, so this year I'm going to help in the rookie transition. So I'm going to get there and I'm going to talk about nutrition because I'm a vegan and I talk about how to be a vegan. But I really just talk about being healthy. And I try to explain to these cats that I'm not telling you don't eat this because it's bad for you. I'm telling you that's bad for you. You shouldn't eat it. There's a difference in what I just said. Exactly. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm showing you. Like if you would have come and say, "Hey man, how you doing?" Oh man, you got beer. Yeah, don't drink that beer right there. Um, <laughs> that's not always beer. These guys are assholes, are idiots. Um, don't even do this. Uh, that girl right there, uh, she is gonna like you, if you if you came in someplace new or you came in someplace you didn't know, and I gave you literally all the information you needed, you would take it as sent. But if I, so I'm going into these guys in the NBA and I'm telling them, I said even like high school and college, if you got a veteran telling you the good, the great, but what to look out for, that's a great thing. When I got to Georgia Tech, man, I went down there with nobody, I didn't know anybody in Atlanta, Georgia, except Coach Kremlin and Coach Felton and Perry Clark. Like I only knew the coaches. <clears throat> and I knew Coach Kremlin because he wrote me hand letters. I knew Coach Felton because he would call me and, and hang out with me when I came to my visit. He was excited to see me. When I see Coach Felton now, he's in the NBA now. When I see him now, he's still like Spidey. What's up, Spidey? Like he's still that excited person that made me want to go to Georgia Tech. And I tell guys, I said, you want to have people around you and you want to pick coaches and you want to do things because these guys are going in the NBA, so I'm going to revert it all the way back to the college time. You want to be able to know that your choice in coach is you judge him according to his character. Bobby Crimmins had the highest character of the coaches that were recruiting. That's why I went to Georgia Tech. I was going to get a degree no matter where. If I would have gone to Kingsborough College in Brooklyn, I was going to get a degree. That, that wasn't the full case. The full case was the experience, and this had to be somebody that my parents and I trusted that were gonna, was going to help me mature. He did the best he could with what he had because I'm a rebel. But I thank <laughs> that man all the time. Because he came down, he said, listen, if you come, it'd be me and you. We can do this. We can open up the subway to New York. And he was right. Bruce Darrenford. And then came Kenny Anderson and Stephon Marbury. And, I mean, we was having all of New York if I could have. If we could have we could have had yep. <laughs> if we could have had school be easier, whew, uh, we would have had Pearl. We would have had a lot. <laughs> you know, school was just so, you know, now it's much easier. Uh, because you right. know the way they set up in in, in semesters, but man, nice. So so so, can we call can we call you Spidey? Can we call you Spidey? <laughs> <laughs> wait wait, tell us how would you get funny, to be man. John Spider Sally? How'd you get Spider? Yeah, how'd you get well, that? I'm a, I, I'm arachnophobic. I don't like spiders, and um, and I went to Costa Rica to get over it because that's where every spider seems to originate, and I got. Partly over it. I still don't like, but uh, it will get a, a unbelievable thrashing and a body shake if one is on me. 
Uh, Where you land after I do my shaky, shaky jiggle is on you. That's on you. I got you. Hey, Josh, so let me ask you something. So you you talked about a kid going down from Brooklyn to Atlanta. Then you get drafted by the Pistons, and you join a bunch of NBA veterans. So, you know, Daly comes in eventually and turns that program into a defensive team. Isaiah Thomas and, you know, eventually Dumars comes on board and, and your boy Dennis Rodman and you are the, are the young kids, you know, the new kids on the block. So tell to us about that transition from college to the pro game. Well, it was amazing. Um, I did tell you that the, the, my introduction to Dennis Rodman was in Hawaii because they had this thing where they take the top 50 ball players. Uh Northeast, West, and South. It's uh, after the Chicago game or the Portsmouth game, and then Don, they had Dennis Rodman in. He happened to be my roommate, and so literally grabbed every rebound and played like Dennis Rodman plays. No one's ever seen him or understood that this kid was 24 years old or 26 years old, and we were like 21 year olds, and this was a grown man, uh, <clears throat> closer to being a grown man than we were physically. And and he was my roommate, and he grabbed every rebound and threw me the ball. I wound up getting MVP of the tournament, and it's called Aloha Classic. Uh, yeah. Coach Crimmins was my coach, and Dennis threw me the ball every time. And I think I missed three shots in five days. Uh, he made it very easy. <laughs> and I thank him all the time. Next thing you know, I remember saying, hey, see you in the league, and not knowing where know? he was going to end up. And little I know, he's my roommate again. That next morning, I wake up, he's watching watching cartoons, uh, and he's the one that told me Lenny Bias had been murdered. And, and wow. it was a trip. Like, so me and Dennis, man, it, we would always, you know, they put the rookies together. I latched on to Adrian Dantley because, you know, he was like my teacher. And Dennis, uh, you know, was kind of pulled in by everybody. Like everybody realized, you know, he was a special person. Um, young and naive, but like the will give you the shirt off his back as you've seen him do. So it's just a transition of going from uh, not having a checkbook or responsibility to being slapped with responsibility immediately. That That is something that I always tell the rookies in their transition. The difference is you went from being called a man to being the man of your entire family, of your own domain. Like things that go wrong now are on you. It's not on the coach. Uh, you know, things have to be paid. So they, I think it's a true transition. It's hard for people to do. They hire the wrong people to do it. Like they bring in their family members to pay their bills. Well, we know family members are bad at paying their own bills. <laughs> so, you know, we perpetuate this this attitude of debt. We perpetuate this attitude of not having and flash Um I always say as black people, we have this thing about we show we have money as opposed to um, let the money show us. Yeah. You know, it's a a different thing. Uh, I know, you know, people can say what they want, but they know what I'm saying. Like, I did it too, and now I look back and I go, why? You know, why why do you drive a Bentley in the hood where you grew up? You do it because the pimp did it. And it's to show everybody you made it. Yeah, I done came up. And yeah. Then, and, yeah, and then when you get there, you say, man, why are they hating on me? Well, they wouldn't hate on you if you wasn't flashing it in their face. You know what I'm saying? They're like, I remember oh, my brother was like, yeah, 
you should just take your because my BMW was all scooped out 1986, 87. It was like black with Spider 22 on it. It was it was <laughs> it was unbelievable. She was like, you got to bring this home and you just pull on the car because no one can see you and then just get out right in the middle of court. I go. I'm not taking this car to New York. That's <laughs> like, you out of your mind? I'm not worried about them around my way. You know how many other cats are going to stick a gun to the back of my head for this car? You know, it's just, you like, you shouldn't do it. Like, uh, I just, I, I came home. Definitely. You never saw me in a limousine. Um, every time they saw me, I walked in the park. Uh, I had this thing called John Sally Day in the park, like, you know, four years in a row. And I had like a barbecue. And we would play a tournament against another project, and it was no fights and no no gunshots, like no guns, no fights, like yeah. for real. This is about you know that kind of stuff. I saw some pictures of it, and so that's the stuff you can do. But these young cats don't realize that people expect that to come out of your pocket and to do it for them, and people expect that you owe them. Like I never understood that 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 saying, you know, give back. I never gave back. I only gave. I ain't take anything from y'all. I have to give Ooh, something back. Yeah. Like you, I'm, you, you don't brag. They brag about being from the project. When my mother got there in 1958. It's because that's the only place she was allowed to move into. Because yeah. they were denying black people Jim Crow. But exactly. if they would have allowed them to buy houses, maybe I wouldn't have grown up in a project. Maybe I wouldn't have grown. You know what I'm saying? It's like no, you it's, forced it's hard. into these situations. Yeah, man. My father had to buy so a house I, I would through say just give. someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a matter of giving, most important thing. So let me ask you this, because we've gotten into this place in a society where, and Ray and I always talk about it, can we give Zeke some love? It's almost gotten to the point where Isaiah Thomas is underrated. Oh. And I know that's your guy, but we love Isaiah. And I still, some people don't love him as, you know, the after basketball. I don't have a problem with the after basketball either. I mean, he drafted Canby, Stoudemire, all these great guys, McGrady. But tell us about Isaiah playing with him and just just the genius of him as a point guard. And, and, and is he underrated? Oh, beyond underrated. You know, um, this kid is the one who go who does the first successful one and done. Yeah. So I have to give people the history, right? He went in yeah. with Bobby Knight, won a championship for him, and said, "Nice to meet you." Fingers, like cats <laughs> need to realize that was Isaiah that did that. <laughs> um, and and you know, nineteen years old. And and handling himself so well, never embarrassed us. That smile was great. His ability was tremendous. Changed his game too. Yeah, man. I mean, and 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 I I see it a bunch when I talk about uh, some guys come to me and think, you know, hey, you should pay attention. I go, man, you guys should like. I hear things that I'm going to say. Stephen A. would say. And the reason I think Stephen A. said some of them is because, you know, no one is doing the research. But to think back and to say things that, you know, like one of the greatest shooters I've ever seen. And, and I don't know who he's – then you didn't see Jerry West shoot. You must have never seen Jerry West shoot. And now there's a reason he's the logo because he was going 40 oh, on brothers 
As it, it was a bad one. <laughs> yeah, they were talking about Larry Bird being the good. And I was like, Larry Bird was great, one of my favorite players. But Jerry West was Jerry West. And I say that to cats and they don't get it. It's because of the way the marketing has changed. Michael Jordan is the greatest in people's eyes because of what? The video game world and Space Jam. But right. to give you an example, I told, I did this on my Instagram. And I'm a big fan of Steph Curry, and I'm especially a fan of Golden State Warriors. I became a Golden State Warrior fan when KD signed. I literally put that on Instagram, too. But I'm yeah, gonna no, I was going to ask you about that, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to give you the stats of Curry, his first six years. Right? He had 8,000, no, how much is that? Yeah, 8,714 points, 717 steals, 2,866 assists, and 1,719 rebounds. Isaiah Thomas had 9,827 points. He had 964 steals. He had literally double that, 4,879 assists, and he had 1,711 and 71 rebounds. So if you were looking at people's first six years, you would be like, oh, my God. This guy is the greatest thing ever, but we don't. We have to market to what's now. But right. I think if I, while I gave those stats and people see that with Isaiah, I'm not saying that y'all's are not cool, but at least educate these cats. It's like it's like hip hop. Some of these cats ain't never heard of Run DMC or Rakim. Oh, Rakim! <laughs> no, exactly. Listen to that old from stuff. New York. In the eighties, we know all about that, and we try to I try know, to explain. Everything. But they don't know nothing about hip hop. Like I, I have my daughter. Fifteen minutes, we can listen. To, we we listen to Shay Forty Five. The other fifteen minutes, we listen to Backspit. Exactly. <laughs> put on the Backspit. Exactly. <laughs> that's, I was that's like, exactly you put me on. I put you on. We keep each other on. So, John, let me ask so, you. You do talk about appreciating the old school and, and kind of the history of the game, and I think more people need to recognize that. But having said that, we live in the era that we live in in terms of society and basketball. What do you think of today's NBA and today's NBA player? How has the game changed in your mind, and is it for the better or for the worse? It's for the better. When I came in the league, man, I was 220 pounds, 225 pounds. I weigh with KD weighs, and they called me skinny. And then all of a sudden, I started jumping higher, running faster, um, <laughs> making it hard to guard a skinny guy who was fast. And then Akeem was shaky, shaky, shaky. And David Robinson, his left hair under school. All of a sudden, the players started changing their body form, and they became more lengthy and and adjust. Scottie Pippen. Um, Trace McGrady, yeah. Anthony Hardaway. Bigger, small the forward. players started forward, changing. Yeah. You remember? Like, yeah, six, yeah, seven sure. point guards. Everybody became like George Gervin. <laughs> like, nah, 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 I, realize, without the finger roll, though. Without, without the finger roll. They couldn't right. could do the finger roll. No, <laughs> no one can do what George can do. But everybody was <laughs> trying to be like George Gervin. So when you're yeah. saying, man, this guy's the greatest player ever, I go, what? I remember everybody trying to be like George Gervin and Dr. Yeah. J. Yes. You know, there's guys like Sidney Moncrief that we oh, no one yeah. talks about who was the in-between. We talk about him all the time. And Paul Prattman. Sidney Moncrief on that Bucks team, yeah. They, they were Mad Max. From, 
yeah, outside Vernon. the gym. <laughs> Adrian Dantley. I saw talking. I said, "Yo, man, there was a six-four player. That was what we called him, a six-two to six-four player stretch, and they played in between two and three, and then Larry Bird and Magic started backing them down. Remember, yeah. they used to have to play. The guards were smaller." And the big men were just big, like big, and they would bang into things and they would grab rebounds. They were, now you got Dwight Howard. You can break dance. Shaquille O'Neal was break dancing with all that. Like everything changed the way the player became way more athletic. And, I, I, and I the skill set with like, it, yeah. And to be able to shoot well, outside. Yeah, the fundamentals and, have gone because they have literally, you know what they made? They made, um, you know, there was a great mustard to start off. But if you go into the mustard line now, you're going to see about a hundred different kind of mustards. It all started from one, but you're going to see these different, not the saying they're not good mustards are just different tastes and different things. Like they start talking about the best passer or the best score and people who haven't seen pistol Pete, right? If you haven't watched the game with pistol Pete or been there, you would see, you would talk about the entertainment level. Last time I saw the thing right. close to entertainment level was white chocolate. Which we also don't talk about. Like he's the new yeah, age. Yeah, he was a bad boy. Jason Williams. Oof. Mm-hmm. And what about our Scott boy Abdul uh, Rauf? Uh, yeah. Chris Jackson Mahmoud. at LSU. Yeah, Mahmoud. Mahmoud. Yeah, he was no joke. Chris Jackson was crazy at LSU. You want to talk about no, a quick release? Oh gosh, yeah. No, That's no. That's what I that, said. Definitely. I was like, <laughs> I said, that's Go up, shoot it, and pull his hands down, and look on the other side of you to see if it goes in. I saw him do that in college and get fifty. His first yeah, game at Florida, he got 50. Yeah. Very first game Killed as him. a freshman, he scored 50. Killed him. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, man. So I, I love to see. I, mean, I love what Florida. Steph brings back to the game. Steph brings back the classic basketball, you, you know, where he's putting the ball in is the lowest percentage. Yeah. It was and funny because, it. you know, it's funny. I knew KD was going to leave too. You know how I knew KD yeah. was going to leave? They had lost the game. I think it was game two. And he was looking at the stats, and he goes, we beat them in every category except three-point shooter. You know, they just beat us in three-point shooter. and wasn't effective. That's how well. And so when, when it came time, hey, you want to play for this team? He's like, hell yeah. These guys literally play the Make numbers. Make the game easier. But, yeah. John, do you also think he knew Russell was going to leave next year and he also got tired of playing with Russell a little bit? Hey, listen, I, I say this so. to anybody. If you're hanging out with a girl for nine years and you don't put a ring on her finger, she's leaving you too. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Wait, but we got a boy. One of our boys said, look, if you lived in Oklahoma City for nine years, you'd be ready to leave too, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, after the game, to to there's nothing to go. do. You can't go get dinner. You got to go home and cook, you know. I mean, it's, uh, That's a good thing. you know, and – and no disrespect to yeah no it is a good thing you're right but no disrespect to Oklahoma City we got love for y'all out there uh, so yeah yeah let me I ask know, you this but, but you got to understand right no disrespect <laughs> to them but still right. like <laughs> and, and so, you know what I'm saying like nah, you got to be honest they they going to be it ain't Dallas it ain't Houston you know it's nice so, but, but it's not those but two being places. honest being honest are we going to see part three of Warriors Cavs the re rematch in the finals next year. I mean, is it is it sort of just set up for that, or do, do you think any of these other free agency moves could affect it? I think the Knicks put together a pretty good roster. 
I like what your really? boy Phil. You know, we gonna get to that. We gonna because I know I heard you on Mike and Mike. I know how you still got big love for Phil. Uh, so you know we gonna get to the Knicks and talk about that with you. T- come on, tell us what do you like about the five? He brought over the the, the Lithuanian and the, and and the Turkish kid. What, what do you think Phil has designed? Do you like it? Uh, and uh, is it temporary? A lot. Will Westbrook be here yeah. next year instead of Rose? Yeah, if Westbrook can play into a system, he would be the smart. But see, I think Westbrook's smartest thing should be going to the Lakers. Hmm. For the talent or to go home because he's an L.A. kid? Um, Well, think about this. He's already uh, uh, a professional athlete that they use in four, one, two, three, four different ads. Yes, he's big into Being fashion. Being in Los yeah. Angeles, like you, you, we, people have to think past basketball sometimes because it's it's yeah. it's gotten past. And not that that we should, that we should, you know, guys. Man, he should just think about playing back. Right? If people wasn't making so much money off the image, right? We should. If no one was making yeah. money off of it, we should only just play basketball. But people are making image, making money off the image. So oh, exactly. I should too, while it's still my image. So. I just think for him, by that time, the Lakers will have the money he needs. It's a great place to be. Great uniform is all he wanted to be in. How old is he going to be? 28? Yeah, he came out as a sophomore, so he's still a young guy. Yeah, he's going to be 27 years old. kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) So what did the Knicks got? The Knicks got Carmelo. um, Porzingis. Porzingis. Noah, another uh, New York Rose. kid. Rose. Rose and Courtney uh-huh. Lee. That's a starting five. Courtney the Lee. New, the new five. I like it. Wait, uh, Benny. What's his name, right? Um, Who, Courtney Lee? What are you talking about? Off the bench? No. Uh, the bench, we got Brandon Jennings as the backup point guard, Brandon which I love. Jennings. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, that's a nice move. That's a nice backup point guard. He could start on a bunch of teams. But let's come back to this finals, though, for a sec. Cleveland Golden State, is that going to happen next year? Now that your boy KD is over in Golden State and the the East got a little bit weaker, I mean, who who's going to break that? I mean, if you're in Vegas, you're saying it's Cleveland-Golden State. So you, you got any sleepers for us? Um, um, the East got better. Yeah, the East got better. Bulls, Pacers, Celtics, I don't know. Knicks all got better. I, I, bet, yeah. I, bet, I love what D-Wade did, but I I have to be honest with you. If I were the Cleveland Cavaliers, they I wouldn't have change Wade, the team. Yeah. No, oh, you wouldn't change it at all? Okay. No, because you're bringing Wade is going to cause a situation with uh, J.R. Smith. And, and D-Wade had his situation. And J.R. now, J.R. plays better when he says, I give less than two flowers. Yeah. Um, he plays better when he plays with, uh, with just disregard. And he was thinking a lot. You know, he, we already know he's not a good defender. But at that situation, it should be rules, and it should be he should be taught to him, which he can learn now. And he did he did it right to the middle. He did push him away from the basket. But the only rule is you have to stay in between your man and the basket. It's easier to teach a guy that. And I know I know Tyron Lue will go back and say, this is what we call defense. Because 
It's, it is. If you stay between your man and the basket and you cause some kind of distraction and, it, and he still goes over you and it goes in, it's still good defense. It's when your man gets in between you and the basket does not. So I don't think bringing D. Wade into that situation, uh, like I got my old homie back, forget y'all. It was me and y'all right. anyway. Now it's me and him, and now he's he's first. Yeah. You know, no, you're right. You're right. You got there so, with this crew. If I were you, I'd try to get back because now the crew understands. Everybody knows the crevices back to the championship. Now right. it's not uncharted it, yeah. water. Right. And Kyrie's getting athlete. better every every single day. He gets better, Kyrie. His game is mm-hmm. uh, ridiculous. So, wait, John, we got to ask you this, man. Give us just a minute on, you know, one of the greatest, rest in peace ever, Chuck Daly, and just the experience for you to, to play for Chuck and then even having your time with Phil, those two legendary coaches, and Chuck needs to be mentioned more as a legend. What, what was that like playing for him? Oh, uh, let me tell you, this is the guy. Changed my life, man. And uh, and I would say Dennis is too. Like he talked to us. I don't know uh, if there's still coaches like that. I know Billy Billy Donovan. It reminds mm. me of a guy like that. I know I know coach pretty well. Um, yeah, that's 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 what I would say. I would say I would say coach Coach Daly would treat you like a man. It was funny, man. I was playing bad. I always give you guys these stories. I'm playing somewhere, and he know I didn't like being in Milwaukee because I didn't drink and I didn't smoke weed. So there was a record store there, and I would go in and, and you know CDs was just on the <laughs> on the come up. Right. At first, I was buying We're tapes. dating ourselves. It's, it's a trip, man. When I look back, I told my daughter, I was like, "Yo, 30 years ago, love, I was in this cat's position," and so you know they give you per diem. Man, I mean the cheeseburger and some fries every <laughs> time I eat. You know, I'm just a bad eater. And this is the place AD taught me how to eat. He's like, dude, you can't eat that. You know, get you a whole bunch of asparagus. Asparagus? Man, he's like, listen, eat a whole bunch of green vegetables before you play. Like the night before, don't hit up with carbs. Hit up with a whole bunch of greens. So in the morning, it all come out of you. And then you got energy. And your body's not trying to digest it. I mean, this is how AD taught me. So wow. that I learned how to get a whole, yeah, give me a whole plate of spinach. And, you know, who do you think you are? Popeye? Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, Popeye <laughs> just dunked on you. And Popeye got no fouls. And your girl is looking at me. Pop, your girl's looking at Popeye. Popeye. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so I would go buy the CDs, and I had this huge collection of music. You know, I just, <laughs> I didn't want to go be in Milwaukee. And Coach came up to me and said, hey, man, I don't know where your head's at, what's going on, blah, 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 but I need you here. And if you keep playing like this, I got to trade you to Milwaukee. And I looked at him. He goes, Milwaukee, Sal. He said, I think there's one nightclub, Milwaukee. I was like, no problem. I've never played harder. <laughs> I was like, you're going to take me out of Detroit where I literally can walk around here with no pants on and people be like, oh, that John – you kidding me? Detroit was the bomb. I was like, oh. trade me to L.A. Everybody motivates, right? Yeah, let me go to one of those. One of the trade me to L.A. Let me go to one of those Hollywood parties I heard about. <laughs> hey, John, so let, let us uh, let, let us 
let the audience know what are you up to these days? I know you you still do some media stuff and and you're you're on um you know pushing for the vegan uh you know vegan wine tell us about them yeah. Exactly. Tell, yeah, tell the audience well, my about wine that. is called the Vegan Vine Wine. Um, I want everybody to go to Whole Foods and and say, "Do you have the Vegan Vine Wine?" And they go, oh, "We have it on the computer, but we don't have any in." They said, "We need you to get some in. I'm going to not come back and buy wine until you get some in." And then all, right. all of the Whole Foods, because it's in their system, they just have to have it ordered. It's tough selling wine, but I just decided with one of my partners, man. Um, I'm doing this thing. I think I'm doing it through Facebook, Twitter, all the social media. Um, I'm doing this challenge on being vegan, and I'm literally for forty nine ninety nine. I think that's the price of it. For thirty days, I'm walking people on how to transition, what it takes, why I do it, where you're gonna feel. We give you a workout system. We give you a food list. Uh, things that sounds good. We need the recipes because I got four kids. How do you get the boy? I got young oh, yeah. boys. Well, how see, do you get the... them to eat it? That's the thing. Oh, you know how you get them to eat it? You don't feed them anything but this. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you, this is the funniest thing. My uh, uh, People go, man, my kid doesn't like that. I go, your kid should have been born in the 30s. They would have been right, eating right, dirt right. right now. Okay. Go to bed hungry. <laughs> He's like, yo, you get sleep for dinner. You want sleep for that's dinner? Gra- yeah. That's what you'll get. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and, and guys, I would always wonder why guys would always hang around me and be say, are you going home yet? And they'd be walking with me. Oh, are you walking with me? Your house that way. I don't want to go home yet. And get up there, and my mom would say to them, Vince, do you want to eat? Yes, ma'am. Because they knew they was going to throw down with my moms. And I'm like, yeah, then we just spent four hours together. Now I gotta have dinner. and they were gone right after dinner because they wasn't eating. It's hit and run right there. So yeah, so that's real talk. These cats wasn't eating. They were like, "Thanks, Al." So my mom's had a garden in another side, in another part of Brooklyn. We would go into this hood, and it'd be all these people from South Carolina. They had their garden. So I had to eat all those vegetables growing up. So I don't see anything crazy about it. But if you right. don't think about it this way, fam. If you don't get your kids eating this way now, you are going to be aiding and abetting childhood obesity. Diabetes. Out of three kids, three kids, a white, a Spanish, and a black, the chances of them being diabetic are the black kid and the, Chinese, and the, and the, and the, other, and the Mexican kid. Right. That, that's how high the that's chances true. are. The chances are almost guaranteed. And the reason they guaranteed it is because of what they know is sold in our grocery stores and in our neighborhoods. So, like I, like I said to somebody, if if you put a guy in a room full of 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 of, of prostitution and you put one nun in the room, I don't think any of the guys are going up and trying to rap to the nun. They're going to go to the places that are pleasing, and so these places have foods that they advertise on TV. And, and it looks good, and they tell you it's good, and you can almost smell it through the TV, and you see how good that girl looked when she's biting a burger and how good this guy looked. It was funny. You don't ever see them messy like they really are and burping like they really do. It's like everybody is so cute at Chili's. I ain't seen that many fine girls at Chili's. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> they hypnotize you with all this stuff that if I tell you, hey, listen, you can literally cook this food yourself, it's going to cost you less money to go shopping at a farmer's market or Trader Joe's 
or any place that has organic foods and show you how you can chop it up and how you can save it for the day and how everybody can be fed for the entire day. So imagine if all the food you gave your kids came from the house. I know it sounds crazy, but that's the way it used to be. No, that's the way we do a lot of cooking. We do, yeah. Right. It was, we used to have, you used to go in and you had lunch that your mama made you. This free lunch thing started in the 70s, uh, late 80s. And you don't want to eat that lunch food at the school anyway. So only 20% of the, like, 32% of the students are eating that lunch. The rest of it is being thrown away. You know it's, it's surplus lunch. So imagine if you made your kids lunch. You made them breakfast. You made them a snack. You made them a huge dinner. You talked to them. You made them drink water. You didn't make them drink water. You provided them with water, good, clean, high alkaline water. And then all of a sudden, the pimples disappeared. The irritability disappeared. Their PMS got a, got out of started disappearing. Their hair started growing. They were brighter in school. They were more alert. They were sleeping better. That's all up to the parent. If you give your kid more magnesium, more vitamin D, more vitamin A, you have them breathe. You have them stretch. You have them do something active as opposed to non being non not active. You know, first thing I saw this girl. They all go to the club. First thing they do is they all four girls get on their phone. You in the club. You here already. Why does people who not in the club need to know that you're in the club? But they would sit there, right? You know what I'm saying? I said, dog, that's non-active to the point where obesity is now becoming the style. Oh, man, she's fat. No, she's fat. Like, and that's, it's okay. You should be proud of your body. Right. But this is not your body. This is inflammation from eating non-food. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just going to literally educate. This is the deal. If you're not conscious, you're unconscious. So there you go. not saying that you're unconscious, but if I wake you up to something, that means you are unconscious. So if I wake you up to the fact that you could literally slow down cancer in your body, you could literally slow down prostate cancer as a man, you can literally slow down aging, you can literally get rid of body fat that you don't want. You can be happier, and you're not eating anything that makes you angry. 30 days, $49. Who wouldn't do that? I got L.A. Reid is about to do it. He was like, how much? Okay. I said, $49. He said, you want me to give me a $50 bill? Point, the, the price yeah. doesn't even matter because it's an – I mean, matter, obviously yeah. it matters, but it's an right. investment in you, and you're – you know, it's adding $50. years to your age. You know, to your lifespan. If I said, yeah, that, this is less than a dollar a day. And they were like, how, how, what are you doing? Well, you're not giving me anything. Well, right here are the supplements that you can add to it, which they add to it. And I had to explain to somebody. Somebody said, man, I'm going to go to the doctor. I said, what is the doctor going to do? Now, I'm not saying do not go to the doctor, but I asked her. I said, what is the doctor going to do? Write a prescription. I don't know. Check everything out. And I said, how do they check everything out? She goes, they put me back on the table, open my legs, they go in, they look at something, they take a, a smear or something, and they send it to the lab, and the lab tells me everything. I said, the lab tells you everything? Yeah. Hmm. I said, and then they give you a medicine. What's in the medicine? And I was like, listen, I'll make it real simple. A good diet, No, you don't need, the use of medicine is of no need. Right? A good diet, the use of medicine is of no use. So if you just get a good diet, you don't even have to talk about medicine. They're like, right, right. If you're eating 
organic, plant-based diet, you don't have to worry about a decaying carcass in your stomach. Imagine you guys that eat meat, they eat meat, that usually if something dies, you're supposed to bury it. But instead, you don't bury it, you cook it and eat it. It's still dead in your stomach. It didn't stop being dead. So you know if something smells like it's dead, then you know what that smell is in the bathroom, you know what that smell is with the gas, and you know what that smell is coming out of your mouth. It's a decaying carcass in your stomach. So once I give you the truth to it, it's up to you to either eat the apple eve or don't eat the apple. Karis one talked about it back in uh, late 89, remember? Edutainment yeah, beef. No beef, no that. chicken, no hamburger. To me, that's self-murder. Yeah, suicide, self-murder, yep. So listen, uh, John, this has been great. We will help you promote the stuff, so let us know. I, you know, I'm going to talk to my wife. We might be interested in the vegan diet because I said, you know, I think I'm getting ready to go vegan. She's like, well, let's talk about it. How am I going to cook it? I said, we'll figure it out. And, um... Listen, I'm glad our boy Chris Bengus, you know, hooked us up, the 90s cab. I got to leave you with this, yes. though, John, because we got to close out with the All-Star game in baseball. Legacy, Duncan, Kobe, and how LeBron is climbing up. I know you don't like to rank guys or whatever, but do you feel Duncan, you know, him and Kobe, they're retiring the same year, like you said, a different way. Who had the better career? And with LeBron winning and now going three and five in the finals, or three and four in the finals, sorry. How do you place those three gentlemen in the uh, top um, ranks echelon of the league? I don't think they had the same careers. So how do you rate Charles Barkley's career? Very successful. Didn't win very successful. Patrick Ewan. Yeah, and I don't care successful. about the rank. Yeah, I think Barkley right. was one of the best players a, I've ever so, seen. Yeah. Right. As far as being entertainers, I, I put it this way. I said, NBA basketball is like a Broadway show. comes on at 7.30, goes off at 9.30. The lights are going to go on whether you're there or not. The players are going to be different, and they're all going to play to the script. So this is like Chicago. Whether you've seen Queen Latifah play the role or you've seen someone else play the role, you're still watching Chicago. So they all are going to have great performances. Uh, If you like the small guy and the wiggle and somebody who – you know, scored 81 and, you know, who went through tons of adversity, you're going with Kobe. Tons of adversity. Kobe, you know, I mean, went through all kinds. Tim Duncan down there in Texas and took a team that no one was paying attention to, five championships. So, I mean, he had a different path. He had a great career. You really can't say who had a better one because they're different people. That's fair. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, Hall of Fame is Hall of Fame, right? These guys are going to be legends. That's what I said. Yeah. You in the VIP, son. You in the VIP. <laughs> you ain't in the VIP, VIP. You in the VIP. Right. <laughs> when you in the uh, ring, Don. when you can come in, when you come behind the behind the rope that says championship rings only. Sorry, fam. <laughs> hey, listen, you got your four, man. Well, you got four thanks. of them, so you yeah, you're in thanks. that club. I deserve club. seven. <laughs> oh yeah, you like definitely Robert deserve Orton. something. I feel you. I feel you. John, thank you so much, man. This, on the team. Is, no problem, man. I love you guys. Appreciate it. This has been this a blast. A pleasure for us. Definitely love to have you back whenever you know you want, and we definitely will talk to Whole Foods about the vegan vine wine. Right there, That's we right. got. Just ask for it. And uh, you right. see a bunch. Of, what Two New Yorkers appreciate the love, John. Thank you. Yeah. 
Oh, that was awesome. That was Spider John Sally. I love it. I love it. Let's get to the home run derby because we got to knock this stuff out. You know, I'll say this. They got the format. So you have Mark Trumbo, and we're going to get our picks against Corey Seager from the Dodgers, right, Orioles against Dodgers. You have Todd Frazier of the White Sox, who was won it from the Reds, going up against Carlos Gonzalez from the Rockies. Then you have Adam Adam Dunn against Will Myers, the hometown boy of the Padres, and Robinson Cano from the Mariners, right? No, a former champion. Mariner winner since Griffey, right? Against Giancarlo Stanton. So give me the winner for each one, and then we'll go down from there. Who you got? Cano, Stanton. That's Ooh. a rough matchup. That is a rough <laughs> matchup. That's a killer. Uh, I think that – I think that Cano's won it before, so he knows how to do it. But I have a feeling that Giancarlo Stanton's Stanton. going to be going to do it first round. Yeah. Okay, I'm going with Stanton. Then Duvall, the young kid from Cincinnati, against Will Myers. Oof, I'm going to take Will Myers. I'm going with Duvall. Got 23 homers. Got his type one diabetes under control. Great story. I'm going to go with him. Todd Frazier against Carlos Gonzalez. Todd Frazier, defending champ, but I'm going to go with the sweet swing of Cargo. You like Cargo. I'm going to go with Frazier. Mama named him Frazier. I'm going to go with Frazier. <laughs> and then Mark Trumbo, who's been killing it against uh, Corey Seager. Who you got there? I'm going with the veteran Mark Trumbo. Yeah. I'm going to go with Trumbo, too. So, basically, we have the different matchups. Who, who, who's going to win it all? Who you, who you got to be in the final and take it down? I'm going with Mark Trumbo, the big boy. He's going to take it Ooh. down. I think Giancarlo Stanton swings too hard. He might hurt himself because when he hits him, he hits him far. But it's almost like a Josh Hamilton situation where he just mm. wore himself out in the early rounds. So I, I, I got Mark Trumbo. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll take um, – God, that's my guy too, man. He's just been—he's been on a groove this year. He said, "I'm not in the Diamondbacks anymore. I'm now I'm with the Orioles." Uh, he's got something going, so I'm gonna go with Trumbo as well. Um, we didn't talk about this before the show, so but I, I think he will wind up beating out uh, Adam Duvall, who will be uh, you know sort of a surprise guy. So that'll be fun. ALNL, man. Who who you got? First of all, we got Chris Sale. K Cy Young picks starting for the AL, and then Johnny Cueto starting for the NL. Uh, you got those starting lineups, or, or you know, what do you think? Oh, did you know your boy David Ortiz has got the top-selling jersey in baseball right now? That's crazy. That is crazy. He's right. having a great season, but yeah, but, but he's uh, number one. Wow. Bryce Harper's nine. Way Kershaw's to go three. out. Yeah, number one. You know, the pressure to come back is going to be tremendous. But anyway, let's get through these starting lineups. So, Jose Altuve at 5'6", your starting shortstop. You're starting second baseman for the Astros. Then number two, Mike Trout in center field. Manny Machado at third. David Ortiz, the aforementioned DH from the Boston Red Sox. (laughs) Xander Bogart, his teammate at short. Eric Hosmer. From the Royals, 
the guy that we thought probably shouldn't have started. Number seven, Mookie Betts in right field for the Red Sox. Sal Perez, the number one vote getter in the American League, batting eight. And Jackie Bradley Jr. Jackie. Starting in left for the Red Sox. So swinging on over to the National League, we got Ben Zobris of the Cubs, Bryce Harper in right field for the Nats, the third baseman also from the Cubs. Crazy. Yep, Chris Bryant, yeah. Will Myers DHing by way of the yeah. Padres, Buster. He's the hometown Posey. kid. They put him there. Yeah. Yeah, Posey Buster Bull Posey, the catcher for the Giants, batting fifth at six. You got the NL number one vote getter, Anthony Rizzo, first baseman for the Cubs. At number seven, you got Marcel Ozuna playing center field for the Marlins. In eighth. In the eighth spot, you got Cargo, a 3-4 hitter for the Rockies when he's right, hitting number eight. So that's some punch at the end of the lineup. And then number nine, the shortstop phenom Addison Russell from your Chicago Cubs. I don't know why, but for some reason, the NL seems to have the lineup, the pitching. And you know I'm an American League guy. But for some reason in the National League Park and everything looks good with the pitching and the lineup, I'm going to take the AL to win 5-4. The AL? Yes, I'm going with the AL. I'm going with the AL, even though I think the NL I like the like, AL I like, bullpen. But I, like I like the, the AL bullpen NL. I like the NL everything. roster. <laughs> I like the NL starting pitchers, Starters. even though, you know, Madison Bumgarner is not pitching. and I like everything got, from them. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm going with the National League. I think it's actually going to be a pretty high-scoring game until we get to the sixth or seventh inning. So I think the the NL gets to a, gets a lead early and maintains that lead. So I'm going National League five-two. Okay, I got five-four AL. You got five-two National. Um, big ups to Andy Murray getting it done in Wimbledon, and big ups to Serena. Now Murray gets his his third major, second in Wimbledon, out of uh, he's three and eight, and then Serena seventh in Wimbledon, twenty second major to tie Steffi. How? I guess, like she said, I don't want to just be considered the best female athlete. Just consider me one of the best athletes, and she's daggone right. Serena is absurd, and. Like you said, the first two majors of the year, she lost in the finals. <laughs> I mean, three in a row, three there in a row, all the time. Ever yeah, oh, yeah. Last like, year's uh, Wimbledon, so it's it U.S. Open and then yeah. the Australian and the French this yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, she's at the she's top amazing. of her game, yeah. and there's no end in sight. I mean, her body, as long as that keeps up, mm-hmm. she's no end in sight. Andy Murray got a little lucky that Djokovic lost. He did. But he played pretty him. good tennis. I mean, Give him credit. He, yeah, played, he played good tennis. Exactly. He didn't. He may have backed in because you know he didn't have to face the number one seed, but he played well. So he's definitely on top of his game. It'd be real fun to see what happens in a few weeks in New York at the U.S. Open in about a month or so, a month and a half. Yeah, I don't think Murray. Uh, that one's going to be hard because I think Federer plays tends to play well in New York. You're going to get the Joker back. Is Nadal done for the year, or is there a chance he can get back healthy? He might be. Del Post, mm-hmm. uh, Juan Martin Del Potro is uh, getting his serve back, and he's a big hitter and won, won himself a, 
a U.S. Open. So it should be it should be really and good. And then the American Big Sam who uh, took out the Joker. So you never know. So we'll see. And then Serena will probably you know, and we'll have a couple other women you know, competing for that. But we got to end it with the Euro. I mean, a great tournament. There were some, you know, people sloppy play and didn't like the style of the way Portugal played, yada, yada. I mean, it was fascinating, right, to sort of listen to the commentators. They almost sounded bitter or angry that Portugal won. And I'm like, dudes, like, uh, you got to give props to the champ. They, they won and France lost. And to win without Ronaldo, to me, I have to give Portugal more props. And, yeah, I know that, you know, in the qualifying or whatever, they, people say and they're backed in and this and that and shouldn't have beat uh, Iceland and yada, yada, whatever. But, Ray, they won it. Portugal won it. So i, I got to give know, them credit. I predicted they would. But no, beef with, no beef with them winning at all because you have to win. You play three <laughs> games in the group stage and then you play four more games, play seven games, seven matches over a month. You deserve it. Anybody that – is the last man standing or the last team standing absolutely deserves it. So don't take anything away from this Portuguese team. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of fascinating. I, I was shocked at how they were, you know, just to listen to them, um, you know, do that. So as we wind things down, man, we do definitely have to, you know, comment on, on – I, I love, um, you know, we could do like back-to-back shows with Sally – he was great, and, and just looking at the NBA and, and just everything. Um, your boy Jared Selinger, he signs today with the Raptors leaving the Celtics. Um, you know, obviously Jared Jack, he left Brooklyn, went to the Hawks. The Nets tried those offer sheets, Ray, and neither one of them panned out. So Alan Crabb goes back to Portland. I want to ask you about their team with Turner and Crabb and Miles Leonard and Festus Avili. And then also uh, Tyler Johnson, $50 million, that Dwayne Wade deal, four years, $50 million, goes back to Miami. Uh, how do you like the Blazers? Because they're going to be with Crabb coming back and Turner and Avili and Leonard uh, with, you know, of course, McCullough and, and, and Damian Lillard. They're going to be pretty tough, huh? They are. Uh, I would like to see them get a little more depth up front. I feel like their guard and wing player rotation is great. Uh, a little more talent up front. In some ways, I'm happy for the You know, like Vonley and Plumley? Mm, no. <laughs> I mean, young kids, they can, they can contribute. They can run up and down the court. But, you know, in that West – uh, to win a series, even to win one series, let alone two or three series, you're going to need some. You're going to need some front court oomph, if you know what I mean. Now, speaking of the West, I got to give props because you know Ray Tay's been watching summer league. Ben Simmons is the real deal. But what I've seen in the West is Ingram struggled his second game, but the first game with the Lakers, he looked good. Second game, D'Angelo Russell. Hit the clutch shot to beat the Sixers and Ben Simmons. Him and uh, T.J. McConnell were going back and forth. I mean, you would have thought it was the NBA Finals. The crowd was going crazy. Twitter blew up. Everybody was bugging. But the most solid cats I've seen are Devin Booker and Chris Dunn. Now, you expect it from Devin Booker. He's going to be a young stud. But Chris Dunn, Ray, I'm signing up the Timberwolves for the playoffs already. He is – every team that didn't take him is going to regret. He's that next great point guard. 
and maybe Russell develops to be that too with him, but Chris Dunn with no questions, he's that dude. I mean, 27, you know, like no turnovers, eight assists. I, I mean, hope Ray, so, because remember, I, I people were impressed. talking his praises as a sophomore, and then he come back, came back and had an up-and-down junior season he in Providence. He looks much so, better than I saw him last year at Providence. Much better. You know, there's some guys you know? that just need that open – Basing of the NBA, that one-on-one yeah, college play. holds them back a little. Yeah, almost like you know Jason Kidd and Kevin Johnson back at Cal. Ah. So maybe, maybe that's Chris Dunn right there. Yeah. But if well, he does you, it was, turn it out was, to be the man, that'd be great for Minnesota. It would be great. And one thing I loved so much about talking to Sally about was just to hear him talk about Daly and Kremens and 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 um, you know Isaiah and it's. Um, He's got unique perspectives. That's the one thing I, I definitely, you know, would say, um, and it's just refreshing. And that Georgia Tech man, I mean, really, and you know, you go down the list, Ray. They have got a bunch of ballers coming out of Georgia Tech over the years that people don't remember. Really they talk had about. that string of rookie of uh, the year, ACC, they yeah, had... ACC. Freshman of the year, and then rookie of the years in the NBA are all rookie team. I mean, they had Price. And him and Dalrymple and Hammonds, and then you talk about the later the New York kids who came through Kenny Dennis Anderson Scott, and Kenny Seth Anderson, Marbury, yeah. Dennis Scott, sure, a lot of my uh, jumpers are Oliver, champion. remember Oliver, Travis Brian Best, Oliver, Hammonds, Harpering. Sure. <laughs> I mean, they got so many NBA cats. Hammonds, Harpering, all those guys, and then like he said, Shumpert and. Chris Bosch, uh, Favors, all the new guys. So, Eric Favors, yeah, he was uh, the one Tech. and done. Bosch was the one and done, but but they still yeah. played that one year they, at Georgia Tech. They put they they put them in the pros, so we got to give them credit. Enjoy the home run derby. Enjoy the All Star game tomorrow night. You know, baseball has been very very good to us, so you know we love it. Enjoy it, and uh, you know, go back and listen to Sally, man, and definitely eat your vegetables, kids. You know, eat your vegetables. I like that, John. You know, he's yeah, treat uh, your body talking, right and your Yes, body will take talking. care of you. Very good stuff. That's right. Eat, eat the rainbow colors. It's very important. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, we got to check out uh, the, the vegan wine. You know, I might be going to Whole Foods tomorrow. So I'm going to scream on them, let them know. Like, yo, where's the vegan vine wine at? <laughs> let them know. So, uh, like always, a lot of fun. Have a great sports week. And uh, we'll check you out on Friday. Out. Thanks to Spider. Bang, guys!